November 6, 2022, we're continuing in Masilat Yesharim, we're in the middle, or toward the end of Perik Dalit, where the paragraph we'll return to, it starts with V'im Tomar. If you recall, Masilat Yesharim in this Perik is talking about B'derech Keniyata Zehirut, he's talking about the way, the pathway to achieving and to acquiring vigilance, and uh, the last of the uh, several um, suggestions that he gave to becoming more vigilant in your own life with regards to Avodat Hashem and the appropriate Shmirat Torah Mitzvot is to just take into account the Midat Adin, Midat Adin, the strict letter of, of the law, justice from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He talked about how HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Midaktekim HaTzadikim Kehuta Se'ara, but beyond that, any person who says HaKadosh Baruch Hu just lets go, well, his life should, so to speak, be let go. And, uh, well, he paused for a moment and, and asked, and this is what we were in the midst of uh, discussing at the end of the class last week, at the end of the Limud, it says, It says, well, if you're telling me that we're supposed to focus, understand, uh, comprehend Midat din so then what's Midat HaRachamim? Uh, we have two contrasting character traits and attributes, one being uh, rigidity and the other one being fluidity. How do I understand them in some way corresponding one with the other? Midat din rigidity. You do, you are punished. You don't do, and uh, likewise uh, dealt with. There's no room for flexibility, there's no space and time. Um, is fluidity, it's the ability to be given space to develop, that's the difference between the two, yeah. as we suggested it last week. How do we square with There's no question that the existence of the world, the existence itself, is dependent upon Midat HaRachamim. If Borei Olam, as Rashi writes in his commentary at the beginning of the Torah, were to just create the world with uh, din, <clears throat> the world could not continue to exist. Okay, we discussed, so why was it created in such a fashion last week? What does it mean that it exists uh, concurrently with Midat HaRachamim? That's really what he wants to hone in on over here. You could not have existence without Rahamim. If everything was immediate, if nothing gave room for human um, development and process, well, then we wouldn't have existence itself. But nonetheless, even within a world of Rahamim, you don't lose the perspective and the essence of Deen. Now, first and foremost, that's, that, that should be noted, although it's not really his issue right now, Ramchal. Uh, we've mentioned more than once, Rabbi Akiva, the Gemara in Masechet Berachot and Daf Samechalov, describes his death. And um, the question, not over there, the question of Masechet Menachot, where Moshe Rabbeinu Kivyachol, of course, anachronistically, turns to, uh, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and says, Ze Torah, or Zo Torah v'zo Sechara, this is the reward for the Torah. The answer is, Shetok, be quiet, kachala b'machshava lefanai. This is what was um, in my mind, which the simple interpretation is, uh, Scott, be quiet, you have to just accept and not understand sometimes. Uh, in the name of, and in his writings, of Shalah HaKadosh, of Gaon Mivilna, they suggest otherwise. They say that the Midrash that we just mentioned about the creation of the world being, initially there was 
so to speak, that thought in the uh, divine mind of creating the world with midat din right, to create it with din he saw that the world can't exist with it. So he included as well rahamim. Well, that's the response of, of God to Moshe. The idea being, my initial mahshava is still existent. Deen is still a reality in this world. It needs to be, it's to a large extent, my essence. You can't imagine, in turn, people being completely turned away from Deen, and those who are more meritorious, ironically, are more plugged into Deen. So to be Akiva, who's completely and fully in, enveloped in a world of Avodat Hashem, of connectedness to truth, of Emet and Torah and Mitzvot, as a result, and that's furthermore the Hakadosh Baruch Hu as a result, well, that's not a lost attribute, it's just sometimes overwhelmed by Rahamim. So again, that's an important point to be made already in Misilat Yesharim. He tells us, Midat din is not lost. Now again, he's going to tell us how they interact with one another, but I'm already telling you from that story to be Akiva, an individual who lived by Deen. I mean, we say it every year. We stop on Rosh Hashanah and we envision it as a day of Deen. Does that mean every other day is not a day of Deen? Or it's the day on which it's manifested most. Most. Deen can be and will be manifested most to particular people and in specific circumstances. But Misilat Yesharim is going to be envisioning a world as we know it, or generally speaking, it's not a Rosh Hashanah environment. Generally speaking, it's not Nabi Akiva personalities. If that's the case, we're generally speaking dealing with a world which allows for our self-development, which allows for the falls, and we're not going to have uh, the Romans raking our skin off with, uh, uh, in, in times of persecution like Nabi Akiva. So we live with Rahamim. If that's the case, asks Misilat Yesharim, where's the ability for us to come comprehend and to appreciate din. Does that get lost? It's as if it were up to din, the strict, rigid approach to justice and, and, and dealing with humanity and others, it would be immediate. You do wrong, you're immediately placed downward. And furthermore, that it was, should be with haron it should be in a in a in, in a way of fury. And lastly, Dean would dictate there's no way of repairing. Of course, he's opening up his uh, his direction on this matter, which we mentioned last week. Rabbeinu Yonah makes this clear as well, uh, as does Chovot Alevavot. That Teshubah is very much it's a Talmud Yerushalmi and Midrashim is very much a product of. Rahamim. It's not necessarily fully uh, accepted, but that's the general approach. That's what he says. You shouldn't be able to fix it. Fixing, by definition, if I'm in an argument because you objectively did something wrong, there's no room to fix it if we're in deen. Wrong is wrong. You did wrong to me. You can't fix that. You could try to apologize that I intend to fix it. That's Rahamim. If a person kills another, if he commits adultery, can he erase the fact from, from existence? It's there. It's done. The person is not alive. The deed was uh, committed, was done. Right now, again, Mesilai Yashari promised us he's going to somehow 
intermingle, he's going to merge Dina and Rahamim. He's going to merge that strict letter of the law of justice with the fluidity which is necessary in our relationships with God and our relationships with one another. He begins by telling us really very, very, uh, very in, in a very clear sense, you need Rahamim. Without Rahamim, you couldn't have existence because after all, you'd do wrong and it would all be done. And he portrays that through Teshubah. He hasn't opened up the gates yet to explaining to us, well, where does Dean fit into this? And keep in mind, that's what he needs to do. The whole Perik is bringing us to Dean. The whole Perik is you should have Zehirut because of your fear, because of your understanding, your knowledge, your awe, uh, being inspired by that Dean. But here he needs to talk about Rahamim. Says that the way in which Hakadosh Baruch Hu judges and deals with humanity is allowing for that space, the time to fix. Way it works, he's giving you certain guidelines or principles to Teshubah by uprooting will. It's somehow as if you uprooted action. There are three, generally speaking, as Rabbeinu Yonah writes in Sha'aret Teshubah, as Harambam alludes to, both in Perek Alf and in Perek Bet of Hilchot Teshubah, three principles of Teshubah, absolute necessities. The first one, he says, Hakarat Hachet. Um, he's going to merge that with harata. It means I realize what I did and I regret doing so. And you focus on the wrongdoing, on the evil that you've affected. You have absolute regret, not only absolute regret, he was makiret hodomodebo, hodaabo is what we call vidui. Rambam makes clear it needs to be a verbal expression, so there's expression of regret, verbal expression of wrongdoing, and then lastly, the last in those stages of Teshubah is that I won't return to this, that I'm that I'm uh, committed to changing and to not returning to the wrongdoing. He likens it to the way a person would do harata in hatarat nedarim. You need to regret the past, and in turn, you're somehow able to uproot. I pause for just a moment. Harambam, citing from the Gemara and Masechet Kiddushin, has a concept known as tohe al harishonot. To be tohe al harishonot means I regret my initial wrongdoings. It's in Perikimal Filchotish Ben Perikimal Halachabeth. So Harambam mentions it over there. The question is, in that circumstance, it's effective even for righteous deeds that you did. In other words, I feel bad that I was a good guy my whole life. I regret all doing that. Says the Gemara, writes Harambam, you lost all the merit in doing so. Shema Israel. I thought the whole concept over here was Rahamim. I thought the whole idea was God gives you this fluidity. God gives you this merciful attribute of His in order to better your ways. But now we're stating it even on the flip side. Do you understand the question? If Teshubah is Rahamim, so how does it work in there? 
Something terrible happens to a person. God and they regret everything they did po- positively yeah, their whole the life. Moment. Let's just say for the moment. Right, so the it's guy, something terrible happens, whatever that may be. Right? Ah, I shouldn't have been a good guy my whole life. And, he, re- and he really away. means it. That's what it says, which all is startling. Away. Startling. So that there is that that is a, a at this point a classic question. There was a question that the author of Kobetz Ha'arot, <laughs> Rabbi Elchanan Wasserman, asked his Rabbi Hafetz Hayim. It's recorded in the back. It's recorded in the book Kobetz Ma'amarim. There are several suggestions and, and angles given to it. None of them have to do specifically with our material, but I'll suggest one. It's the approach of Rabbi Wasserman himself in his uh, in his Kobetz Ma'amarim. Uh, so he suggests, if I remember correctly, it goes like this: any mitzvah or avera that we commit or perform has two aspects to it. On the one hand, it just has sibui habore. We're listening to the fact that God commanded us to do so, and we're following appropriately. That's in and of itself significant. Sometimes you have mitzvot that that's all you and I really know that we're performing, something that we usually call hukim. I don't understand how that's changing me. Maybe all it is is I'm just listening. what Haram Bam writes about the details with regards to some mitzvot. Says, that's just listening to sibui habore. Beyond that, of course, there's the effect it has on me, on society. Society on, on existence itself. Right? There's the what we call to'elet, the tahlit of the mitzvah, you might call ta'ameha mitzvah. There's the effect of the mitzvah. I told my child to do this, he did it. Number one, he just listened to me. And sometimes I'll tell him just listen to me. And other times I'll explain the reason, but it always should have generally speaking, a reason. Well, that being the case, suggests Rabbi Wasserman, says when we're dealing with um, Teshubah, Teshubah has the capability, and we'll have to figure out how on another occasion, to erase and to redo not only the fact that I was Mamre Kadosh Baruch not only that I went against God's word, but furthermore, look at the reality of how I wreaked havoc on existence, on myself and others. That gets wiped out as well. That's what we're talking about. Min the existence itself is somehow altered. That, he suggests, is the midat Hamim, the second aspect. The first aspect. There's an act there in Teshuvah. That's right, but again, the first aspect of I went against God's word, I went with God's word, I regret that, so I no longer went with God's words, I went against it. But what about what took effect? So when I did the Midat Tobah, when I did the Teshuvah in order to fix what I did wrong in the past, the idea is that's erasing all the negativity that I created in existence. That's the chesed of Teshubah. The rahamim of Teshubah is you can actually change what was put into effect through your action. Not only going against, uh, my child went against my word. Uh, as a result, he stayed out late and ended up hurting himself. Uh, two things. He comes and he apologizes. I can say I can accept your apology, but I can't change your bruise. The midav rahamim of Teshubah then is I can even change your tishu, the, your bruise. That's the idea that he suggests. When it comes to when it comes when it comes to deen, when it comes to the other way, when it comes to what I did wrong, when it comes to what I did wrong, what I did right, and I wish I never did that right. Why there's no you, erasure of that. Not wish you did right. So what's the? Okay. Something, Robbie gave us an example. Tragic something tragic. You changed your mind. You feel bad. Eighty years old. Something tragic happens to the guy. He decides. Charles, you never met anyone who was was. Not reacting on it. My head. I just had his brain. Just had. You're saying this is the Maksha Vagos, but the person that's a Shubah has a change in nature. Yeah. When it's a Shma'el, Shma'atikha, Shma'atikha, Abraham Abinu is probably the Shma'el, just like Sarah 
Hashem changed nature for her. She got a 20-year-old body. Yeah. Back then, Ishmael was a rasha. They said, so too, he should do teshuvah. He asked for two things. One, he should do teshuvah, and one, he should have... But, but yeah, a little bit ahead of us. He wasn't even born in this week's parasha at this point. It's later. But yeah, anyway. There's a retroactive change in terms of uh, doing Teshuvah. Uh, so he suggests that it's not a full-fledged rahamim. You can in some way include as well an aspect of din. How so? You suggest that in place of my initial rason, my initial will to sin and to derive pleasure, I'm now replacing that and filling that space with the will and direction of doing positive. No. Which means to say, if I look at... Here. <laughs> Give me a second. We can determine that in place of my will, my desire to sin, and furthermore, the benefit that I derived from sinning, in place of that, now I have nehaman sar. I have sorrow, and I have a certain, uh, certain downgraded uh, stature of mind and of heart. What he's suggesting goes as follows: There's not a full-fledged at all din in teshuba. Teshuba, by definition, the action was done. It is in effect. You can't redo that. You can't change that. What you can change is, in a certain narrow sense, yourself. Whereas myself, initially, I was driven to doing wrong. That drive now has been replaced with a drive to do positive. That's the Kabbalah Lahaba, which means to say, I'm not going to fully repair and suggest, as Mesilat Yesharim, that Teshubah has a full-fledged deen aspect to it. It's not. It's certainly Rahamim. But I can at the same time find a certain readiness. Again, if I narrow it instead of broadening it, broadening it means what was the effect of what I did. That's already done. I can't change that. What I can do, however, is with regards to myself, say, I did this and I was driven by this. Now I'm doing that and driven by that in its place. There's a certain Dean aspect to that. Yes. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Without that first experience, that first fit, you cannot be in that next moment of feeling that regret and sorrow. To I have to agree with you. I don't know that he's saying it, but I have to agree well, with you nonetheless. In other words, he's suggesting, Joey's suggesting, I, I purposefully didn't say that because he doesn't say it, over <laughs> here at least. He's saying that there's more, potentially there's more <clears throat> deen to Teshubah than we're even suggesting right now. He's saying, I only came to where I am now in terms of being a changed person because I was so sin. low. Uh, so that already gives a further perspective, some sort of rationale for Tishrei. Do, do we go back to that guy? 
So the guy has a tragedy, but he only thinks it. He doesn't act on it. He still loses it. Guy has a tragedy. No the guy has a tragedy. He says it. And no, he doesn't say it. He thinks it. Oh, thinking says, is not okay, effective on either one. So even he says it. Yeah. Now on, now going forward, I'm going to be a bad guy. Yeah. Right, but he doesn't act on it. No, no, no. He loses it. Musa, 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 please, please. One second. We quote a Gemara Kiddushin. We quote a Rambam. Right now, so uh, the words are called Hatohe Alarishonot, right? And he says, "I wish Mitnachem Alalalishava." He even says, That's right. That's the halacha. But he doesn't act. Doesn't matter. Neither is, is it in Teshuvah. In Teshuvah, if a person dies with thoughts and statements of Teshuvah but hasn't acted on them, he's not a Baal Teshuvah. Of course, he's a Baal Teshuvah. It's irrespective of action. It's a full fledged. Now, you and I are not going to determine. So the guy has such a great tragedy. But my question is, are the best guy ever to leave you? Probably like teenagers all the time are having like big changes in their life. So he's at stake. Oh, I shouldn't have been so good all these years. And then, but then five years later, he regrets saying that. Now that he recovers, so then maybe you're too far ahead. You're too far ahead. Vechen continues Mesilat Yesharim and he writes Vechen Arichut Hazeman and so to the fact that there's time Vitaron Al Hached Eno Vitaron Al Hached Eneno Vitaron Al Hached Ela Savlanut Kesat Liftoch Lo Petach Tikkun He says furthermore giving that space and time that's not a full-fledged Rahamim which defies Dean it's just a capability. So again, it's an expanded deen. It's not an absolute rahamim. Rahamim would be, I'm going to give you the rest of existence to repair this. Deen is, well, you don't, you, you shouldn't have any time. I'm merging it with rahamim and giving you some time. He's going to finish this perik, in fact, by telling us that if you don't repair it, don't believe that if I lived in a full-fledged rahamim, okay, so you're still forgiven. There won't be a full-fledged. It's not a whatever you do goes. He says it's similar to the statements that the Hachamim have. On the one hand, Bera, a child, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says, can be Mizakeh, can bring merit to their parent. How does a child bring merit to their parent? We should be judged, and we assume we are judged, the Torah tells us that, based on our own actions. How does a child change that for the parent? Well, there's an aspect of Din and Rahamim over there. On the one hand, the child is existentially and physically uh, born forth from the parent. Uh, on the other hand, the parent's actions have to stand for themselves, and the child's actions need to stand for themselves. There's a merging over here by saying, well, the insp inspiration of the child came forth from the p parent, and so our expansion of Dean, it's not that we're full-fledged knocking out Dean, we're expanding Dean and saying, and so therefore the actions of the child will affect the parent. Does that mean that it will be negatively so as well? The Hachamim are much less open to that. It's Pasuk in the Torah, it seems to suggest it not positive. that way. In the positive sense, that's the expansion of Deen to in incorporate some Rachamim. Oh, miksat nefesh kechol nefesh. He's referring to a midrash which talks about how, as punishment, when you when you <clears throat> deserve, uh, so to speak, a full fledged punishment, you'll get a lesser. So your um, your your um, your chicken will die instead of you dying. I mean, we can imagine this in the context of the Torah and all of Sefer Vayikra. <coughs> Ramban Nachmani's vision of korbanot is this should be happening to you. Of course, during times of chet, 
it's more appreciated. The slaughtering, the drawing of the blood, the sprinkling of the blood, and so forth, that should be happening to you. Uh, the idea being, and, and it's coming from my property, which I need to lose, the idea being mixat nefesh, if I lose something, if there's a certain aspect of pain to me, so there's a deen incorporated within rahamim. I turn to my child and I say, you know something, you went against my word, you really deserved, based on what I told you beforehand, you deserve to be grounded for the rest of the month. I'm going to ground you for three days instead. It's not that I full-fledged gave rahamim. There's deen over there, but it's intermingled with rahamim. That's what he's suggesting. So Ramchal throughout this perik is making the point again, you want to inspire yourself to zehirut. You need to be focused on deen. Deen, deen. But how do we live if it's a full-fledged deen? Okay, so it's not a full-fledged theme. There's still a rahamim within it. Uh, it says, There's chesed, there's that rahamim of accepting a little, as if it's more, They don't negate, or do away with mamash midatadim. We have a reason, we have a rationale for accepting them or for, for understanding them. If God were to just wipe out, eviscerate, just do away with the wrongdoing, that would be against Deen, and there is no such reality. You'll never just find a forgiveness without something on the side of, of Deen. There has to be some way of rationalizing. It might not be a full-fledged rationale, but there needs to be something. I'm still punishing you for three days, assuming and hoping that your understanding and perspective is you deserved more, but you're getting this in place of it. Deen with Rahamim. If a person doesn't have any of the Rahamim working for them, meaning they haven't found within their actions, within their mind, in their words, a way to doing, to changing their ways, uh, so then there is no, then there's no, there's no mercy, then there's no forgiveness. God does extend his uh, time of wrath, meaning you have more time to do teshubah, but he ultimately speaking uh, takes that which is uh, deserving to him. What's up? If you don't do teshubah, there's no rahamim. If you don't better your ways, you won't in turn be forgiven. So in other words, to understand Teshubah's Rahamim could be could get to your head. Well, it means I'm always going to be forgiven. The God and the Lord of our people is always, always loving us and therefore will never do wrong. That's not the way it works. The Midat Adin is in Aloka, Lotashuv Rekam. Again, we began by talking about the Rabbi Akiva model. The Rabbi Akiva model in the eyes of Gaon Mivilna Shalah HaKadosh is an absolute Midat Adin. There's no room for Rahamim within such an existence. That's the creation at its onset. The Bereshit, Batechila, Allah, to be bore with midat adin. So then God just did away with it. So the description throughout yeah. is it's not so. Then there's a shituf to midat arahamim. Shituf means partnering. Shutafut means a partnership. There at no point is a losing of midat adin, nor is there an overwhelming midat arahamim to the extent that we suppressed it and don't see it at all. 
there needs to be some sort of appropriate intermingling. Says, that should inspire you to zehirut. When you understand that there is deen, that is apparent, well, that already makes you take life and avodah a lot Does more seriously. Also, if somebody's getting rachamim, is it possible to get 99% rachamim and 1% deen? Absolutely. So His statement is you'll never mm-hmm. have full-fledged on either. That's why the That's right. says, uh, we quoted it. You have to come earlier, Musa. We love you. Just one second, let me just finish. There's no way of escaping a scrupulous approach to life, to Torah and Mitzvot, to Avodat Hashem. Uh, were you to do so, you'd be uh, dealing with a, a, a life of Deen. Hen kol ele hashkafot sheyashkif alem ha'adam v'yikne ba midat ha'zehirut v'adai im ba'anefeshu. This could and should inspire any uh, sentient and conscious person to live a life of zehirut. Baruch Adonai Amen. 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 Amen.